like to welcome you to ING, where we try to learn something about everything. The where, when, what, why of the world, and how I see it. I question everything because I'm no genius. So, this next one is gonna be a fun one. It was fun for me to record it. We recorded it, well, me and a guest. His name's Ben. His last name is unpronounceable, like my own. But he, well, unpronounceable for white people. But it was fun because we used Pro Tools, the software, and professional tools. The one problem that we had at the beginning was um, some some noise from the the microphone, or not the microphone. His computer had a fan, and one of the cables in the computer was brushing up against it. So you'll hear that for the first uh, minute and a half. But after that unbearable bit of noise you'll be able to enjoy the product that we have for you and he will be a regular moving into the show so i i hope i hope you guys like it i did i enjoyed it very much so just sit back and relax and just take it all in this is the work that we put together and like i said this is going to happen a little bit more with him as a guest and maybe next time we'll bring in some more topics that are different these were just off the top of our head but yeah Enjoy. We're rolling. Cool. Let's go. I don't know what the topic is going to be today, though. I, um, Satanic Temple? Satanic Temple. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the, we should start right off with the most controversial part of today's topic. Today was, um, Bible study. We're calling yeah, it Bible Monday study. Monday night youth Bible study. Yeah. And at Bible study, we were talking about the parables of seed and sower, basically Matthew 12 and 13. Mm-hmm. And somehow the conversation got to satanic temples. Do you remember how that happened? Let me recollect. We were talking about like the bad seed, or whatever, you know? Yes. And, you know, one thing led to another and it's like ministers and the satanic ministers. And we talk about the, like the church of Satan and how they didn't really believe in Satan and in the Satanic Temple. It was a roller coaster. I don't know. It was. I'm looking at your waveform, and I think I'm way too close to the mic compared to you. Either that or we were both talking at one point. Uh, we can fix that. You know what? We can fix that in post, or we can restart. doesn't matter. No, we're we good. can edit this out, and they, no one will ever know. We're good. I never edit anything. We're good. Everything is there. Everything's audible. Actually, in the last episode, I took a very long pause. Where I was like, I'll edit this out. And I still didn't edit it out. <laughs> it was aggressively long pause. It was one where was it was it a pee break? No, it wasn't like, it was more like just a 10 to 15 second pause where someone was like, did he just finish the episode right here? It was great. Okay. Either way. Satanic temple. Satanic temple. They're not Satanists. Explain, because I have a different understanding of what Satanic Temple is and Satanists. I, we need to have a different view. Um, the Satanic Temple, as an organization, yes. classifies, classifies themselves as a religion legally under the law, 501c3. No way. Because <clears throat> under American law, anything can be religion. The parameters for religion are very, very loose. So the Satanic Temple was created, right? I'm not in support of it. I'm not saying like no, I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, no. I'm the devil's advocate, and I'm being like yes, yes. Pun right I got there. you. I got you. No, but um, 
it was almost created as a mockery of the, the religious rules in the United States, as in how churches can be tax exempt and still make millions of dollars in profit. Which is something that I disagree with wholeheartedly yeah. and completely. There's no reason why you should... It's in the Constitution that there's no, no special provision should be made for any religious organization in exactly. this regard, especially so when it comes to taxes. When the Satanic Temple was created, it was created as, as an atheist organization, but as a religion. Okay. So, um, it was, like you said, no special provisions. Where in the United States, there clearly are. Provisions made? Pr provisions made for, like, well, churches. when you're looking at 501c3, yes. Yeah. But that was introduced after, which and is obvious it was after. Their view of the, of the United States, which I agree with, is is supposed to be a secular republic. Yes. It's and there's a lot of Christian influence in the secular republic, so that they do things where, like, I forget, it was Kentucky or Alabama, where they put the Ten Commandments outside the Capitol building. Yeah, and I think it was in that same courthouse, uh, some artist was paid to put a statue of Baphomet. I think so it was they, the same they, courthouse. They brought a statue of Baphomet yeah. and saying, like, if you bring this down, you clearly have a bias towards yes, religion. agreed. Yeah. And that's, so Christianity yeah. and Judaism is at the roots of our society. And it's not just at the level of, okay, there's Christians here. It really, our rule of law is set up based upon essentially Abrahamic law. Essentially, not really. And there's plenty, I'm not, I don't have a, I didn't pass the bar exam. I'm not a lawyer, yeah. but I, as far as I understand it, as far as I can see it, it's essentially eye for an eye. It's essentially you do this wrong thing that society has deemed wrong based on what they believe the morals of the society are, which falls into a Judeo-Christian worldview, because you look at our law versus was Sharia law, right. completely different, and it's because it's based off of the religious understanding of that community, that area. So that's the way that our society is set up. So to say that we're gonna try and have a secular culture is disingenuous. It's not gonna be possible. There will be a little bit, if not a lot, of creeping. We're good. For those listening, uh, there was a very short pause, but it was more like 20 minutes for us. Yeah. Um, you were saying about how, if from your point of view, yeah, Abrahamic laws, Judea, uh, like the Abrahamic culture, yes, is the foundation of. Essentially, yeah, because Christianity comes from Abrahamic law, from Judaism, which is Abrahamic, which is one facet of Abrahamic law. And then there's one thing that you said towards the end that I just listened in, um, is that like you can't have a secular culture, but that's different from having a secular government. I'll say it this way. Yeah. The culture breeds who will be in government. Exactly. So you can have a so-called secular government, which is true if you think about it. Most of them in government, I mean, by true Christian standards, they are secular, mm -hmm. even if they feign, feign Christianity. The point is that even if you try your, your best to try and keep any sort of religion out of government or out of schools or out of whatever, there will be some sort of bias towards a religious aspect, whether whether that religion is something of Eastern mysticism, whether it's something of Christianity, whether it's something of being a Muslim, whatever. I'm not sure how to say yeah. that properly. M Muslim isn't Muslim. the name of the religion. Islam. Islam. I'm losing words. We talked a lot. Yeah. 
but still, not on this today, tonight at Bible study. Still, you you will still have that little bit of religious bias in whichever version. But look, if you look at the examples of different governments around the world, mm-hmm. in Canada, mm-hmm. socialism, I don't know. Yes. No, I'm saying, but like, they have a very diverse government. Mm-hmm. They have people of Sikh, you know. Yeah, Sikh. Yeah, Muslims. But they're not, the people in government, they're not there to impose their culture upon the people. That might be a side effect, but they're sworn in to be, you know. No, I hear that. Quote, unquote, without bias judgment. If we're saying that to have a secular government is to not impose your views on others, that makes sense. For sure, right. because that's kind of like as soon as you see someone imposing their views on someone, you, you'll shout it down because I wouldn't want some other religion telling me something just like they wouldn't want some other one. And not necessarily telling me, but, you know, trying to force me to see it the way they do. Mm-hmm. And even not force, trying to coerce, I'll say, whatever. But to say that there's no religious aspect is not true. There is definitely a religious aspect to everything. Because your whole life being raised in any religion, let's say you're atheist, your whole life, and I'm saying atheist because an atheist, as far as I've met, and I haven't met very many just because I've been cloistered, but an atheist has a unnaturally high level of aggression towards anything that's Christian in nature. Not necessarily any other religion that I've noticed. Buddhism is high on the list of praise for an atheist. Because Buddhism is is different, as far as I know so far. But you find that person, their bias will be towards downing anything that has to do with Christianity. Versus a person who's Christian will be towards downing anything that has to do with an atheist. So anything that resembles atheism, like Marxism or socialism or anything of the nature, which kind of just declares there is no God, do what you will, you know, it's Alistair Crowley, but still, that, that is in opposition to Christianity. And having those two people in those two different worldviews in a government, what am I trying to say here? Having those two different worldviews in a government doesn't necessarily mean that the government won't work, but they still have their own worldviews. So you can't say that religion is out of government. I don't know how we got to the religion and government part, but yeah, Baphomet. No, but going off of that. Satanic temple. It's also like uh, how religion ties yourself to political belief or political party mm-hmm. as in how like evangelical Christians mm-hmm. or just Christians in general are vast majority of them are for more conservative candidates tend to lean towards conservatism yes and you find progressive Christians but they're the minority and even well, then they can still lean towards conservatism yeah in higher numbers than towards anything more liberal yeah or left leaning and then you see like atheists which there are atheists that are conservative right yes there are and there's there's plenty there's a lot of atheists that you can't say uh, all atheists have it out for christians no and they don't it's that's a blanket statement a while ago i would actually i was one of these that believed that um christmas and i still do believe that christmas is a pagan holiday 100 percent it is it's uh objectively was it it objectively was and is it's just been adopted uh into the christian what 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 would you say um, tradition tradition there you go into the christian tradition has been adopted but it is pagan to the core the idea that to say that every christian 
believes in Christmas because it's a Christian tradition is patently false. Right. The idea to say that every single Catholic agrees with what the Pope, what the Pope says is patently false. Right. Same with any other generalization you can make about any religion or worldview. So I agree with, with what she said. I agree with it. There's no, yeah. Yeah. There's no way to say that just because you're a Christian, you're going to grow up a, a conservative or a liberal. That's also, Jordan Peterson has a personality test assessment. Uh, big five aspect scale. I took it. It was kind of cool, but it was a long test. Right. And it didn't tell me any much more than I knew. It's kind of just a lot of jargon. But it actually tells you with statistical reliability based on the number of people that have already taken the test. So the first people to take it sucks for them. <laughs> but I just take it again. Yeah, no, I would too. It encourages you not to because results can vary, especially if you want a different outcome. Right. If you're just as objective as possible to get the objective answer, it's closest to the truth. Either way, in the results, it tells you which personality traits would cause you to probably lean towards a specific political worldview. As in like if you're more caring or more aggressive or as in what type of personality traits? The personality traits, I think I might still have it on here. Oh, shoot. I deleted that password. I saved it on my iCloud under a locked uh, notes thing, and I use an old Google Drive or an old Google password. So I need to try and find that again, and then I'll be able to. But either way, there's um, what are the character traits? Neuroticism is one of them. Um, openness is one of them, and these are the scientifically agreed upon or sociologi- sociologically agreed right. upon names of personality traits. And if you're within a certain percentile of these things, that will lean towards your certain actions in given situations. So like, let's say that you're high in neuroticism or um, in openness. If you're high in openness, then out of a room of 100 people, if you're in the 60th percentile, you are more likely than 60 people to partake in a certain thing that requires openness. So like public speaking or something. And if you are in a certain percentile, you are more likely to be liberal. Surprise, I'm more likely to be liberal because I'm a creative person and creative persons are more likely to be liberal. That's why most of the people you see in Hollywood or in any of the arts tend to be liberal. And it's just a thing. I I don't know exactly how to explain it other than that because I haven't delved into the science or the psychology behind it. It'd be a fun thing to delve into. I'd like to. But there it is. So it's also upbringing. But upbringing doesn't necessarily determine what your worldview will be or your personality. It, that's the thing with these tests. Like, none of these things are a set given. They're, they're like a percentage of a chance that, yeah, you know. Exactly. As the same with your upbringing. It's highly possible or highly, like, there's a huge chance that you are going to be what your parents were. Exactly. And a lot of that's genetic. A lot yeah. of that's emotional upbringing. And, yeah. you know, just what you've experienced through that upbringing. But then you take twins. Twins are by, I mean, objective standards, not biological, by objective standards. They look the same. Mm -hmm. They can act close to the same, but they got different personalities. Yeah. You know, there's that you can't account for. And then swap in different worldviews, and then you go even more down the rabbit trail of how different people can actually be. So it's not, there's nothing set in stone just because you've been raised a certain way. Right. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, Baphomet. Yeah, back to Baphomet. Man, there's there's a verse in the Bible, and I want to find it, um, hopefully by this, but it literally describes Baphomet. As in literally, as in like as in, a description of what he looks like? Yeah, head of a goat kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Or 
basically Baphomet is actually a statue of opposites and in occult groups or religions or whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. opposites are kind of held up and revered so as an example one example that i can give you um freemasonry Mm -hmm. that's a cult not 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 a cult but a cult o-c-c-u-l-t yeah it's an occult thing if you go into a temple lodge a lot of the times i'll have a checkerboard floor which opposites black and white you know is an opposite and then also whenever you're in an initiation that you're doing you have one arm sleeve rolled up one rolled down one pant leg rolled up one rolled down and it symbolizes opposites and it's on opposite ends of the body with both of the uh, ups and downs and with the opposites in the bible verse i gotta find it i'm probably gonna do that right now if i can if i can't um i just have to find google, it knows, everything. google knows everything but you need a little a little you need a little bit of the verse description of Baphomet in the bible I can look it up if you want. Look that up, yeah, while I talk about this. In that verse, it talks about man, woman, fish, beast, um, I think long hair. Shoot, once we get the verse, I'm probably yeah. going to be so far off. But once we get it, you'll you'll see it. It explains him perfectly. So the artist that actually made the rendition of Baphomet, whether it was the sketch or the art, whatever, the first rendition, I believe they took it straight from the Bible as the, you know, same way that the Satanic Temple wanted to do a complete opposite of Christianity to say, hey, this is kind of a defiance thing. They wanted right. to do the same thing with the Statue of Baphomet. Counterculture. Counterculture. <laughs> there you go. That's a buzzword in all these, and I'll say the word, progressive churches. Mm-hmm. That's a buzzword. We're being counterculture. We're not sticking to the old religions. And I get what they mean. They don't really mean what they say they mean. Right. Because words matter and they have a different meaning in different contexts. And what they're trying to say is, we don't ascribe to the traditions of the past because the traditions of the past are something that we don't necessarily agree have anything to do with salvation. And these traditions are things that the conservative church have been holding on to for a long time. And these conservative practices are short hair for men, long dresses for women, things of this nature that just seem like a um, ball and chain, kind of something that liberation units, civil rights things, whatever, they, they've tried to break away from and i think the church is just following suit afterwards the progressive church to say progressive new age whatever word you want to use things that don't look like a conventional church that's what they're going towards is something that's more conventional or not conventional sorry what was the word we used counterculture there you go i can't can't find it i'm gonna have to find it i'll probably just link it in whatever voice broke that was embarrassing I'll have to link it in the notes because I'll, I'll find it before I publish it and put it in the notes just so that way it's there. Yeah. Um. I think I know. I think I know. Four-footed beasts. Uh, did I spell it wrong? Did I? Hmm. Oh, I think it is. Uh, I, I think. Nope. 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 That's nope, Daniel. Me neither. Yep. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not finding it. I'll have to find it. I'm too tired to find it, and I can't even remember the verse. And I feel bad for bringing it up because. Of, no, I think it's like you're leaving us on edge. I know. Well, not even just leaving you on edge. It sounds like I'm just making it up. And right. you know the the phrase "everyone's entitled to their own opinion." There's a second half to that. 
It's everyone's entitled to your own opinion if you can defend it. And I can't defend it right now. I just put it out there and I can't defend it. I feel like a chump. I'm telling you. I'll find it for you. I'm Trust me. We'll find it. It's just we're leaving an awkward pause. No, it's... Um, we can edit it in post, but I just nah, don't fine. take the time to do that. Uh, what else do we want to talk about? Going off of counterculture or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going no, to a point. You were waiting no, for me to go off a of counterculture. No, I'm just like, I have a thing to say. Mm. 501c3 churches. Mm-hmm. I don't believe it's biblical. Well, are you saying like to God, give to God, and what is Caesar's, give to Caesar's? Or That's one point in its own because yeah. in the end, a church will actually still pay taxes mm-hmm. in the end because you have to regardless of being tax exempt i believe i believe that's the way it works unless there's a complete provision against it we could and i actually did a study on this i went into it um really deeply i think i might even still have the notes in my iCloud i keep saying i think i have but let me see if i do um go here 501 i have tags but it's not there i think i have it here 501 was it a space c3 it's in my books. About Baphomet, was it Old Testament or New Testament? It was Old Testament. Old Testament. It was definitely Old Testament. Um, I'll find it. It's in my documents or articles uh, section of this thing. Um, oh, there it is. 501c3 info, applying for it, tax-exempt status. Um, did I highlight some of this? I didn't, but there it is. Uh, incorporated was recognized. Section 501c3. Um, MSA basis beliefs on the Bible. Okay, so I have a, I have a few documents here. I have the actual application, and then a argument as to why incorporated and unincorporated churches should not be or should be incorporated. I'll link those in the notes so people can go into it on their own. Right. But essentially, the idea is that. When you are 501c3 incorporated, you have now put a new head over the church that allow, that will allow or disallow certain actions in the church. So let's say this. Once you're 501c3 C3 incorporated, you are now a corporation. Mm-hmm. Your church body, the building, whatever, right. but it's a body because everyone is required to keep a very detailed, uh, what do you call it, um, trail of their donations and their contributions. Or a record. Record. Yeah. If you're an employee of the building of the church, which it does lend itself nicely to being an employee thing, you know, if you want to hire someone for the church, if they need it and they need money and you don't want to just do it for free, you know, because that's a tax problem in itself, just giving money away. Um, it lends itself nicely to that. But if you're 501c3 incorporated, because you are tax exempt, now you have to follow special rules. Meaning, let's say someone has a specific political view and let's say someone is thinking about or possibly running for any public office oh, are you talking about how like you can't back a political candidate you can but once you do you have to legally bring in the opposing view so uh, if you have someone that has a conservative mindset that agrees with everything you say you have to allow without judgment with the, the same amount of time open on the stage the opposing view well you say that you, you say have that. to but it's not it's enforced n- now we're getting into the question of you made a commitment why don't you keep it if you're a Christian? 
you made a commitment to say, I'm signing these rules. I say that I went through all of them. This isn't just right. some standard EULA like on Facebook. This is legal. I mean, legal Facebook is legal too, yeah. but still, you just signed a legal document with the government saying that we no longer pay taxes. Everyone's guaranteed death and taxes. You're no longer paying taxes. You have to follow these rules. You made that commitment. You're gonna say, I just won't follow this part. How does that work? Then, let's say you wanna start hiring people and someone that's outside of the church mm -hmm. comes to apply. They have the right to because you're a corporation. And let's say that person doesn't hold the same beliefs as you, same worldview. Let's say it's way out of left field. I'm just gonna say it because it's my podcast, I don't care. Yeah. Lesbian, atheist, lady who says that she practices witchcraft, mm -hmm. just for kicks and giggles decides to join your church as an employee. You have to not discriminate. So everything about the hiring process cannot be any way, shape, or form a discrimination. Biased. No bias. How can you ever argue in court that you did not hire her because of bias? No, you can't. can't. You can, but no modern jury will hear it. No modern hear, jury will hear it. How can you say that, especially if you're, if you're preaching Bible, mm -hmm. where we preach that homosexuality is wrong according to the Bible. It doesn't mean we're trying to enforce our views on it. It still is wrong, just like so is alcoholism, so is anything else that is negative in the Bible. Say a drunk comes off the street, you don't agree with him, but he still wants a job, and you say no, technically there's no discrimination there because dr being drunk is different, yeah. but still there's discrimination laws against anyone who has, or anyone who is LGBT. If you kick them out, or not kick them out, but don't hire them, that's discrimination. And y you can argue differently. You can just say, hey, our views don't align. And we reserve the right, as especially in the state of Washington, to fire anyone for any reason. If we don't like the color of her hair, we can fire her, and you can do that. But they can come back, and if you're particularly you know, inclined to do so, which some people are, they're motivated by who knows what, right. to go after a monetary gain, they could do so, and they could win. Do you know, is this church the 501c3? I had a conversation with the pastor a while ago, mm -hmm. about four years ago, asking if we were considering becoming 501c3, because this is when, this is the first, that was the first time that it actually came up into my mind that we shouldn't be. And that was a more infantile understanding of what it actually right. meant. And this is still kind of, I'm not a lawyer, but as far as I understand it, this is what, it's kind I mean, of plain. What I see is, yeah, it's law. And yes. what you described are hypotheticals. They are hypotheticals, you, 100%. You, you don't see them, though. You don't. You don't. But they are possible. And it's all up to... Here's another thing. You know how in some agreements, especially on Facebook, it says these terms are subject to change? Mm -hmm. And you still have to agree to the ones that come up later mm -hmm. by signing it now? That provision is in this as well. So the terms are subject to change. Anything that's added in the future, you've already signed it. You've agreed to accept anything else coming down the road. Now, I'll have to probably highlight this now, maybe, but if not, I, I'm, I'm lazy. You can read it. If you actually care enough, you could. Some people just are going to gloss over this section, and that's fine. Some people won't. But the, the main point is that if all these hypotheticals don't even happen, and they catch you, let's say, they, let's say none of that happens. Right. But something simple happens that is a violation. Yeah. Let's say it's a small thing, like you had to record, I don't know if this is a thing, let's just make something up just for the fun of it. Let's say you had to record all the donations for a very specific donation amount given to some missionary out in the field because that missionary was going to a country that we do not do business with as America and you had to record that separately or something. And we violated that and we said, we don't care. We gave you all our documents. Right. When the enforcement arm comes down on 
any of the rule breakings, you're now not only liable for fines, you now have to pay taxes on every single year that you were tax exempt for everything that was made in that specific tax bracket for the inflation that was at the time of, uh, what you call it, uh, of fine. So in other words, you're not paying the inflation rate of back then. Right. You're paying the current inflation rate. So if the inflation rate was lower, you get a break. No, you get you get the current one. And you get all of that at once. And a shutdown until you pay. Legally. So that's whenever they choose to enforce it. Right. They're not doing it now. Yeah. And that's fine. They're not. But during this whole last year of 2020, we saw what exactly could be done in a completely different name. This was not necessarily legal. A mandate isn't a law. A mandate is just a rule given down that you can abide by mm-hmm. and you cannot abide by. But if you violate it, you have a lot more standing in court to fight back. And almost everyone who violated the rules, churches, who knows what, when they went to court, excuse me, court. to court, they won. Yeah. Plain and simple. They won. Judge says, I'm not going to see it. Just go back and do your thing. And that's just the way it worked. Nine out of 10. What happens when we're actually talking about real law? And when they actually decide to start cracking down on certain violations. And I'm not saying that, oh, this is imminent, it's happening tomorrow, but it could happen. And now that sounds like doomsday. I'm just saying this this is something that you could completely avoid, even just the thought of this possibly happening, just by not signing it. Because what does it matter much other than, like I said, you don't pay taxes and you can hire employees. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And that's a problem that a lot of people see with, like, televangelists, you know? You know? The, which one was it? Was it, I don't know if it was Benny Hinn. I don't think it was. I'm just, it's just the first name. I describe him because I know most of them, I think. The televangelist that needed money for a private jet. It's either Creflo Dollar. I think it was Creflo Dollar. I think. Then again. Kenneth Copeland. There's a lot of It's one of them. They needed who knows how many millions for a new private jet because theirs went down. Now I get it. They they need a private jet for the ministry, you know? I get it. They need to be places if they do. There's there's ministries where you need to be in different places. I get that. Private jet isn't a necessity. Especially a 68 million, I'm putting a number out there, however many numbers of millions of dollars private jet. That's not necessary. (laughs) I mean, it sounds like excessiveness. And you're throwing it on the backs of the believers that are supposed to be supporting you. We can talk about like uh, how corrupt, uh, what's it called? TBN? No, not TBN, but the concept of sowing seeds in the church by doing donations. What's it, what's, there's a word for it, you know what I'm talking about? I haven't heard of this, I don't it's think. It's called, shoot. Um... Sowing seeds up. for Christ? I'm, I don't no, know. Like, a lot of televangelists, right? Mm-hmm. They're like talking to the TV, you know? It's like, yes. If you want to sow your seed for Christ, please donate to our church. Okay. Start with a $5 seed and let it sprout. Or you can start with a $1,000 seed and have more. It's like, shoot, it's like the more you give, the more you get back. Okay, I'm going to look up the If we're term. talking about the Matthew principle here, like we just talked to... To he who has much more will be given. Yeah, yeah. Is that, is that but what like, we're talking about here. I'm I'm disappointed in myself for forgetting. Um. Shoot. Okay, it'll come to me. No, you're fine. I yeah. I know what you're talking about. But speaking of televangelists, like, what's their job? 
they're an employee of their church and they live in a, like a hundred million dollar mansion and everything. But like, not an employee of the church, but they're using the church for monetary gain. Yes. But you don't see crackdowns of televangelist churches. Because you see scandals of pastors okay. and then the yeah. church quietly puts them away and they bring a new one. Yeah. But you don't see crackdowns. And that's another thing we we're going earlier to like biases in government. The majority of our government, right? Yes. Is Christian influence. Mm-hmm. Could, if we ever get to a secular government, as we were talking earlier, would you think like enforcement of the law will be a lot more? You're thinking that's prevailing? probably whenever that's gonna they're gonna start cracking down on things yeah, like TBN or even like the five hundred one. Christianity is going to become a minority in the United States. It's it's already. I it's mean, evangel- like, evangelical Christianity is a minority of Christians in the United States. If you include Catholics oh, and everybody, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, currently, I think I think twenty eighteen statistic, which is old, and then yeah. you do a new Gallup poll or whatever poll they use. I think back then they said uh, 44% of Americans identified as Christian, mm-hmm. which is a lot less than 50. I mean, when it comes to percentages. It's still a huge part it's of the population. It's a number, for sure. It's a high up there. It's, it's a number. <laughs> it's it's a number. No, but it's it's there. It's high up, but it's still not what it once was, for sure. And then how? what's it going to take? One more generation of youth to grow up to run for Congress mm-hmm. and then... We have right. the secular government we've always wanted, that we've dreamed about for so long. How long will it take? There's, oh, perfect. Something that the listeners mm-hmm. and that you, if you haven't looked into it yet, should look into if you have Netflix. The Family. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. I haven't watched the whole thing, but just the beginning. <laughs> when we talk about conspiracy theories, we always talk about things, or not we necessarily, but as a whole, when conspiracy theories come up, it's first thing that comes to mind: UFOs, yeah. um, secret organizations, and chemtrails on the airplanes. And yeah. it's always these like dark, nefarious forces. The family is a documentary about a group of Christians that run the government, and they hide in plain sight, and they're really controlling everything. And it's something that makes your head spin because every conspiracy you ever heard of was the Illuminati runs the government, right? Which would be the perfect cover for a Christian like organization. The, the anyway. Freemasons control the world. Mm-hmm. The billionaires, the yeah. atheist billionaires, the Bilderbergers, all these people—they're yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, we're they're the ones. That would be a really good cover if that was what was used by this organization called the Family. It's there. You can watch it, and there's personal testimonials where you can infer a lot of stuff. Now, mm-hmm. obviously everything is conjecture when it comes conjecture, when it comes to conspiracy theories, but it's there. And if you want to watch it, I'll give it'd be fun. I remember the word, the word it's prosperity gospel. There it this is. This prosperity teaching. You oh, know, the prosperity like, gospel for your love gift of $999. Yeah. If you subscribe to our monthly fee of like a hundred bucks a month, you know, you you're going to, you're going to become a millionaire overnight. You just try to call them and ask them for anything for free. I'm, I'm not making it this month. Can you please send me anything that you have that could help me out for your love gift of $200? We could, it's just, I love your ministry, but I have no money. Yeah. You're planting a seed. It's going to grow. That's the problem. Are you familiar with John Oliver? The name is familiar. John Oliver, the comedian? 
yeah he has his own show it's the called Le- last week tonight where he does like topics and stuff like that he is like he, he there's seasons and stuff but he does topics of like things that are in in the fad you know like televangelist stuff no 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 he's like a late night yeah, yeah no, I, I know him i've but he's have uh he's had a, do- a couple of episodes about televangelism oh does he roast him yeah he does curse but no i don't just mean roast i mean does he like really break it down in a way that anyone should understand what he did for one of his episodes i think he only did one but it was a really good one and he talks about a lot of different topics he is left-leaning yeah but it's a very interesting. He's His very left leaning. I but yeah, he does bring up some points ever so often and that like, are relatable for sure. He talks about like like it's uh, it's a general. It's a general news show with his own bias built in, but not it's really bias. Also, but like it depends on what he's talking about. If you're talking about like a foreign government where he talks about like the Uyghurs in China, yeah, or he's talking about like does Middle he, East leaders or Vladimir Putin, he's very critical. Was he critical of China? Yes. How critical was he? Very. <laughs> there's left. There's a common misconception that left-leaning people love China. Well, it's not necessarily that they love. It's more that they can't speak negatively if they're in a position of media presence. Because well, that's there not because they're left-leaning. That's because China has huge stakes in a lot of media outlets in the United States. That are left-leaning. Not necessarily that they are. So... A lot of the talking heads, mm-hmm. to use a phrase, they are left-leaning by association, meaning that to be on a network, they have to ascribe publicly to a certain type of commentary, if that makes sense. A lot of the things that they say have to sound more left-leaning than conservative. Otherwise, why don't you go to Fox? This is the script we gave you. You're reading off a teleprompter. Do your job. Now, a show like John Oliver, that's a little different because he has a team of writers and he can approve or disprove of certain jokes or stories and say, hey, I don't want this story in here, or I do, I'm going to put a little bit of my own spin on it, so screw you, I'm going to do what I want. He could do that. But he is classified as an informational show where he is liable to be at least factual. There is opinions in there. Yeah, there's definitely... Definitely opinions, and you can tell. Yes, But when the facts are there you can there. you can tell the difference yeah. but you were saying that he went off or he mentioned the televangelists at one point um yeah the, he did an episode on te- televangelism okay he mentioned all the big names kenneth copeland benny hen you know uh careful dollar he went household like, names yeah yeah um and towards the end of the show he subscribed to sowing seed program of one of these televangelists i don't remember the name but like they send you a letter put a dollar in here and we'll bless it with holy water and we'll send you the dollar back so you put a dollar in there and they send you back the dollar in the mail and they're like for this give us five bucks and like he's been going back and forth and he spent like 550 dollars eventually in like six months and you only got like a dollar back for it. What? But what's funny is at the end of that episode is um, he goes into the the uh, the the requirements for a five one five one c three organization, oh, which is like it. nice. You need to have an audience that attends like on a schedule like regularly, regularly yeah. like. For us, it's Sunday, Thursday, you know? Yeah, and they can't just be, like, a shuffling in yeah. and out of new people. It's got to be members, yeah. essentially. You need to have, like, a script. 
you know well not a script i forget what the requirements are it's the audience right a congregation Mm -hmm. um you need like a a belief like you need to choose a belief okay as in like oh we're christian or something like that some sort of organized religion and what he did is he legally made his studio audience and his studio into a church into a congregation worship no way so the key is 501c3 exempt currently yeah still his church is still up it's church of the perpetually i can look it up real quick that's so slick yeah i like that a lot that's a that's that's hilarious i like that a lot uh if i just search up john oliver's church name um internet our lady of perpetual exemption that's so great that's so great it's got a catholic connotation to it with our lady and then perpetual exemption mm-hmm. i love it's it. amazing that's great and like at the end of the episode you got like a, a good Standing old church ovation. choir coming out singing oh, so i gotta watch that episode yeah I'll i gotta watch it to that you. i'm gonna watch it that's perfect it's pretty good i like it um there's something never mind say I it forget I oh forgot. you forgot okay yeah. I was going to say, we could leave this on a different note. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where to go with it. Okay, what were you... Shoot. <laughs> okay, we were talking just now about John Oliver and then televangelists. Before that, you were mentioning something. What were you talking about? Before televangelists. We can pause it and listen back. <laughs> I got wrapped up in televangelists. But we were talking about 501c3. Um... For the audience listening, we're going to pause it real quick. It'll be like a second pause, but we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Yeah, it cut out while I was trying to say Time Traveler, but that's fine. No, I I think it was that I was trying to talk about that that show, The Family, I think. I could. Nah, it's fine. We can can pick that up at a different point sometime in the future. When we watch the documentary. When we we watch the documentary. Yeah. But that's it for now. Um usually yeah well this is this is the first time i've done an actual in-person mm-hmm. not necessarily it's not an interview it's just a table talk yeah, with two dudes talk. that's fine and this is a great format i like this one a lot whether we're going to do it at this very physical Spot. table or whether we can do it over the interwebs it doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily matter to me this is better technically better sound treated probably than yeah. my apartment oh i thought you meant like it's better sound quality since well, it's better sound alive. quality with all this for sure with the tools that we got here but with the apartment i always have the the ac is always running mm-hmm. whenever and the kids are always running around so it's hard to find a good moment and when i do find a good moment it's night and i talk really quiet like i'm on npr asmr yes it's yes john would you oh i know what i want to talk about as an ending note ending note you're talking about how news organizations and media in yes. general are left-leaning yes what's your opinion on reagan i don't know enough about reagan to have an opinion because like i wish i did i know and i was like i, I wish i was born like in the 60s i want to know all the presidents you know how they actually work because what i find like in the gop and the mm-hmm. republican party and yes. the democrats do this too they idolize obama okay. he had a ton of flaws yeah but you think it's he the was, same with he reagan? was a popular um he was a popular president yes nobody can deny that no no he was it's the same thing with Republicans, and you can argue for Trump too, but more with Reagan. He's like become an, an idol of the GOP. He was an incredibly 
popular president. He won 49 states of the vote. Am I waiting to hear you say that there was a lot of really major flaws with this There guy? was a lot of major flaws with Reagan. Then there's good stuff with every president, and there's bad stuff with every president. But one of the biggest flaws, not the biggest flaws, but not a lot of people realize that there was a law. Like a law. Mm-hmm. Like a law. On the books. On the books. Which required news organizations to be fair. Fair in which way? As in the story that they're treating. If there is a right-leaning news organization mm-hmm. that's doing a right-leaning story, they have to have a left-leaning input. Ah. Oh. And if there's a left-leaning like uh, story going on, they have to have a right-leaning. You have to give time. What's what you were talking about? Five the five hundred yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget. I think it's like something the Fairness Act or something. Something. The News Fairness Act. That's cool. But but it was abolished under Reagan. Reagan abolished it. Reagan? I thought you said he put it in. No, he abolished it. Ooh. So you wonder why, like you see Fox News, which nobody can die, deny it's conservative. Yeah. And you see CNN, nobody can deny it's left leaning. It's and the polar opposite. It's the polar opposites. Yeah. And you wonder why they can't get along. And like, no one. I'm not saying like, oh, if this law was enacted, they would get along. But no. I'm just saying like. It's very uh, polarizing, and it's very dividing. It's by design, 100%. By design. By, I don't think Reagan had it in, ten, in his mind that, oh, we're going to divide the nation I don't in the think future. that either, but... I think his mindset yeah. was where, if someone wants to listen to something that agrees with their personal biases, let them do it. And that is... I agree with that. If I have, if I have my... And I put this as an ISO in the beginning of one of my podcasts. It says... Right. It's my lie. Let me believe in my lie, right? If I'm, if if I think that I believe something, and you think it's a lie, that's fine. It's mine. Let me believe in it. Same thing with this, right? If you can convince me otherwise without telling me I'm like upfront, you're wrong. You're so wrong. You're exactly, probably a racist. That's different than you saying, "Hey, I I think you might be wrong here. Let's go over some facts." But I really wanted to find a setting on the soundboard where we can turn the echo up or the reverb. And say it's an echo chamber. Oh. Because echo chambers, right? Yeah. That's basically what, like, conservative news or liberal news is becoming. Where it's like, they're all agreeing with each other. Oh, like, you see the meme where it's like, oh, Trump's gone. Where's the content? What are we going to do now? He's, he, the news ratings are so down. Exactly. I mean, unbelievably down. Because I listened to a different podcast. They talked about how nothing is the same without Trump. And they're just dying to have him. They'll they'll slam him for being a blogger because he's a blogger now. Yeah, they'll slam him for it. But that's their news. That's it. That's their news well, like, now. They've well, been dying. It's for not it. their news anymore because their news was during his presidency. Well, well it's every single little thing that he did. Like yes, he tweeted coffee. Was that really warrant? Does that warrant a huge news story? No. On like a international news. An actual international news station that should yeah. be reporting international news. Something yeah. That's oh, like lo- something that happened locally is being overshadowed by what Trump said. And the same thing. I'm not saying this is a bad thing, but COVID mm-hmm. was a serious problem. Yes. But it did overshadow a lot of problems that did happen during 2020. Where like a lot of stuff that did happen, right? There's this um, this really good channel. They claim they're unbiased, and I agree with them because okay. I listen to them. And I don't find any biases. They're based in Australia, okay. and they just use a text-to-speech guide. To oh, every okay. month they do news without the bull crap. That's what they're called. Okay. So August news without the bull crap, and during 2020 they made it their mission to like not focus on COVID. They do a quick thing. It's like 
COVID cases, COVID deaths, and that's it. And then the rest is just international news that cool. doesn't, you know, because cool. COVID overshadowed everything. Yeah, there was a lot of... There was protests. There was... There was a lot about COVID. And then, like, just wrapping that part up, there was a lot about COVID, but then there was also, like you said, protests and plenty of other things, like the death of George Floyd Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other things. I I say that slowly and whatever because there's a lot of... That's polarizing, almost almost as polarizing as COVID and where you stand on the side of COVID. The Black Lives Matter movement or... Black Lives Matter Incorporated. It's literally a corporation. I'm not joking. It's not what you think it is. It's not what anyone thinks it is. It's a buzzword, and it's actually very well marketed. Black Lives Matter, it's like, yes, I agree. I agree that everyone's like, no, you're a racist. It's like, hold on now. Hold on. Like, But then Black Lives Matter, as their mission statement, says that they hate men. They've scrubbed it from the website, but you can use the Wayback Machine, and you can see it. Not necessarily, I we hate men, but that men are the problem black men specifically and black men always get the short end of the stick always and when it comes to anything social justice which in theory social justice should be good it should be it should be help for social people in in the social realm it should be good but it's been hijacked by extremists i'll say in 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 the liberal camps where if you don't agree with their version of what social justice is, then you are automatically a conservative Republican racist. I know I'm kind of, this is kind of the way I'm sounding, is like a man who doesn't like to hear anything about women's empowerment. Right. Well, what about men? It's like, no, shut your mouth. Like, it's not because men and women are equal. Under the law, yeah. Done. Like they're just equal. Once someone starts saying we need more rights than the other because we've been not empowered for so long, that's when we have a problem. When a woman says it, a man will swing back harder. We need more rights because women are getting them all. And then it becomes this dichotomy where you're not winning anyway. Objectively. Yes. Everybody agrees. And if you don't, either like extremist or something, you Mm -hmm. know, that all races are equal. Agreed. And all sexes are equal. Agreed. But one of the issues that people find with, like, social justice is that the government doesn't recognize that. Mm. And, like, I'm not saying now, but you look at the civil rights movement, right? Mm -hmm. And you look at the Civil War, and you look at the women's right for vote, was that, like, the government didn't recognize they were equal, and they fought for the right to become equal under the law. Now, I don't equate the social justice movement of today to then. I'm sure there's good stuff in there, but like it has been, like you know, you don't. Are you it getting has been hijacked. Trying? Is what you're I, trying to say? Kinda. The women's liberation movement, with the right to vote specifically, right? There was a large minority, and probably even close to majority of women who did not want to vote. Exactly. There was, there was a lot of men that wanted women to vote. There was, and it kind of furthered a lot of agendas and also hindered a lot. One of it that it hindered, hindered an agenda, it, it put them in a negative position of, if you're allowed to vote, you now have to sign up for the draft. Legally, you have to be enlisted in the military if we need you to. Not that women are now allowed in the military, you are legally obligated to be there if you voted, if there's a draft for a war. Right. 
what woman wants to go to war? I mean, not like, oh my goodness, women don't like action. That's not the point. When it comes down to it, I'd like to stay home. But as a man, because I was born genetically predisposed to be a man, now I have to go to war, regardless of whether I want to or not, if there's a draft. Now you just inflicted that on yourself. Not that you were born with it. You now chose that fate. Well, a woman had the right to vote before World War One and World War Two, and you didn't see them getting drafted. You saw them getting drafted into working positions, but into working positions because the men were all gone, right? So to say, to war. Yeah, but I mean, I doubt there's going to be a draft in these days, and I don't know if they're even going to enforce the part of women have to go. I, I don't, I don't see it not. happening. I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the part where usually yeah. in the podcast. Pee, pee break? At the end. No. No, <laughs> no this isn't the pee break. <laughs> it's not been an hour yet. Um, usually in the podcast. Oh, actually, before we do that, mm-hmm. next time, uh, check out. Do you have an aux cord that we can plug this phone into where it'll take the input or no? Uh, if you don't, we already we set do. this up differently. We can. We can for next time? We can right now. If you want to. I just... I don't know if it'll get the cleanest audio when we have it to listen for it. It won't be the cleanest audio, but next there's time. an aux cord uh, in the sound We do have, but next time we'll do it. I, just I can go just... grab it right now. We just pause it. You want to? Yeah. Like okay. If you if it's something that you want to do. I um, wanted to show you to how this honest, would work. We're going to be pausing for a second. Okay. I, we're back. We lied. We lied. We'll, we'll do it next time. Unintentionally. Next time we'll do it. This time, there's nothing interesting to show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was more to show, hey, this is a cool thing you we could, could just do. Put up to the mic if you wanted. To yeah, know. I could. It would work oh. out almost the same, but I'm not going to. Uh, it, but this is the part of the podcast where I would talk about um, donate. Donate. This is it. Please L- like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Smash that like button. Stupid. I hate those things. I really do. It, well, it's their form of income. So it is their form of income, but they can't get any more creative than just saying the exact same thing everyone else says. Find a way to do it. There's a guy on YouTube who does a really good job. He does an animation um, channel. He has an anime. It's called Noodle. Mm. You should watch it. It's hilarious. Either way, this is the point where I would ask people to donate in a different way, um, following the three T's, time, talent, and treasure. Um, these are the value-for-value value principles that are coming to Podcasting 2.0. So Podcasting 2.0 is retooling podcasting as a platform for free speech and retooling podcasting as a form of value to the podcaster right. and anyone else involved. So you and me, we're doing this kind of as a hobby, just for fun yeah. right now. But that doesn't mean we're not spending time. That doesn't mean that we're not digging into Investing some, stuff. In, investing something, yeah. whether that's our time, our talent by putting this together. Right. It's not the best setup. Mine was worse before this, so this is an upgrade. But still... And then there's treasure. This all costs a lot. Yeah. It's not like it's we spent it all in a week just to buy, just to set this up. But yeah. still, it's our investment. In the same way, anyone who listens and enjoys and actually wants to donate anything to the show can donate either time, talent, or treasure. And I have plenty of ways to do that. I've kind of opened myself up to accepting anything. Bitcoin, cash, checks, whatever. And I actually prefer Bitcoin because and, it's uh, so cool. Where do people donate? At the website the website yeah you uh, well you can donate at the website or you can listen through a podcasting 2.0 compla- uh, compatible or compliant app like the breeze wallet which is your bitcoin wallet and podcast listening experience or if you're on ios sphinx chat 
Sphinx Chat is a little bit harder to navigate for now because you have to join a specific tribe and then load that into the app and get a QR code. It's it's nonsense right now. Okay. The onboarding experience. I just had a great terrible. idea. Are Say. you familiar with the show Hot Ones? No. What's this? So there's this YouTube channel, right? Mm-hmm. And they have this show that they run with Sean Evans. That's his name. Okay. And it's just Hot Ones. You have a platter <laughs> of like... 10 oh, wings hot sauce from bottom now to I the get hottest it. yeah now i know and they literally have like the hottest sauce in the world we should do that as a podcasting idea hot sauce yeah like just destroy our mouths for the no podcast? for like we go from like a sweet chili sauce oh. like sriracha to jalapeno and like the hottest one we can find maybe some like really hot really hot like i want a gallon of milk yeah a gallon of milk are you lactose intolerant no ga- that's good <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> um i think that'd be a cool idea yeah. i think we should try it at least once yeah and maybe that one would be the, like the can first invite, uh our youth minister mr misha misha, misha. let's see if Russia he's can gonna deal. tap out i think he'd tap out i think he'd tap out instantly. instantly he doesn't like anything um any condiment that's the color white so no mayonnaise sour no cream mayonnaise ranch there's sour cream but he's like He's Russian. Sour cream goes with almost any Russian dish. It, it's he, literally made for Russian dishes. He doesn't like it. It's weird. It's weird. I don't understand. Salt? It. He also hates, well, I don't know about salt. Uh, I mean, like a liquid. Right. He also, and it's like a pet peeve. Are we he gossiping hates. on here? No, we're not. Everyone, no, we're well, not. no. It's not speaking negative of. It's okay. just kind of misunderstanding. What does he also hate? Mismatched socks. If he sees mismatched socks, it'll kind of like bug him until he comments, why don't you have matched socks? It's a weird thing. I kind of want to mess with him. I do too, too. Just kind of like wear mismatched socks. Do you ever do that at the job? I'll point it out. Do Do you ever like wear mismatched socks? Oh, always. I don't ever care about matched socks. Well, today I have. Does he ever notice you while you work? He's kind of gotten over it with me now because he can expect it. You know, it's kind of like, well, there's Claude. But yeah, yeah, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to try that on. Okay, donation segment done. Donate. D O N A T E. There's. There's a phrase that yeah. I'm going to start using for people who don't donate and for people who do donate. If you don't donate, you're a chump. If you do donate, you're no longer a chump. You've been de-chumped. You can do like the YouTuber thing where it's like cloud gang or chump gang. clouders. Yeah, they'll be the, the non-donators. No, that'll encourage them. They're all going to start a thing where they're part of chump, chump gang. Cloudites. Cloudites. It's a good thing my name isn't part of the podcast. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. All that. right. It's just, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. We'll come up with we some We can ideas. just say chumps and geniuses. There you go. There you go. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. It kind of makes sense. No genius. Yep. Hey. That's, that's kind of it. Yeah. We're good. You want to end it here? Yeah. We'll end it here. We're the, almost at an hour. Yeah. We're almost at an hour. We'll let, well, in post. I'll put in the um, outro track. It, I need to fi- I need to get track. more. I need to get more tracks, and the guy's good enough to make some more. Yeah. So I'll just get a few others for like special shows or for I can, extra segments. I can make some too if you want. Perfect. Perfect. We got I, production we quality got, over here. Yeah. We're good. To my podcast, give me five.